we really need to talk about John Batiste. I first heard of him, same as most people, when he was announced as the band leader of The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. At the time, I was miserable. No sense dancing around things. Keep in mind, I wasn't miserable about something. I was miserable about everything. I was cynical. I didn't even like myself then. Yeah, 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 we know. So the first few years, when he and the band would line the aisles and play the, sh play the show back from commercial, I'd think to myself, that eh, seems a bit much. One thing was obvious from the start, though. Dude really loves his music. The whole band had this personality, smiling and waving, enjoying themselves. It all felt too new manufactured and nuanced for TV. Then the pandemic hit. For a few months, the music was very low-key. Everyone was in their square, playing from their homes, trying to be happy. But the energy was gone. I should probably say that I know nothing at all about music. I played sax in the school band a million years ago. I mean, I like different kinds of music, but until very recently, I never really understood music. Musicians have this language of their own. It's completely unspoken. It transcends literally every barrier. It's like math. It's universal. And what fascinates me about people like John Baptiste and Michael Cleveland and Post Malone, no, seriously, is that there's this joy about them when they play their music. And whether or not you like the genre of music, you can't deny that energy. I liked playing enough, but it was just more anxiety fuel back then. I had enough of that shit going on already. The year I was in band, I was in crutches because after my dad accidentally ran over my foot with his Corvette. Now, I've never really liked Corvettes, and this was just another arrow in the quiver as to why. But between someone carrying my sax, my linear approach to learning music, and this crippling fear I had that someone would see my bare foot. What? I, I just gave it all up. We're talking real anxiety here, kids. I was 11 years old for reference, and don't you make me call my mom to corroborate that. Recently, I've started casually observing joy. I always see things happening in life, which it used to be upsetting to me. Now they're just small setbacks if I even notice them at all in the first place. Instead, I focus on things that bring me joy. Thanks, organizational maven Marie Kondo. Care to explain? Sure. In my brain, anxiety and joy were diametrically opposed. I couldn't have one but not the other. And if I couldn't get past my anxiety, I was never going to see the joy on the other side. I inadvertently turned my anxiety into joy to take up the slack, thinking somehow that turning misery into joy was at all helpful. I said insincere things. I used a lot of sarcasm, all as a way to amuse myself. Jesus, that sounds dark, man. It's not meant to be. Okay, internationally respected self-help guru Deepak Chopra, how do I do that? Oh, come on now. It's easy. You know, just get rid of all the anxiety since it's bad. Everyone does it. Why can't you do it? I mean, you, you just stop thinking about this stuff all day, every day, no matter what. Maybe there's something wrong with you. I mean, you know successful people and they figure this shit out, right? No, they haven't. We're all in this together, no matter what. Figuring that out took decades and some really good people being a little vulnerable for like a minute. It had been so long since I laughed sincerely, genuinely, hysterically, fully, uncontrollably. That's joy to me. I mean, I'd laugh, but not in a truly genuine way. I knew that was something I had to fix. The biggest blocker to recognizing joy was finding a way to deal with all this anxiety. 
I had no confidence in myself. I didn't feel empowered to change anything on my own, but because nothing I said or did ever seemed to make a difference in how I responded to things. So I kind of challenged myself to do this podcast or whatever the stupid thing is. And I see joy everywhere now because for whatever reason, just getting the shit out of my head makes a lot of the anxiety go away for a little while. This is a big part of my joy now. This is the second one of these I've done from scratch today. No real plan. It's natural. I'm speaking my native language. This is who I am and who I always have been. And I'm finding I am one of the only people who didn't believe in me all along. That's so badass. I like this three-story format. It brings me joy. We're fucking keeping this one, Bubba. I mean, unless I totally pooch this somehow. How anxiety, you mensch. Look, the system isn't perfect, kids. I have to center myself to even have a shot at getting through one of these in one take. I'll hear some hitch in my voice, or I'll go all Peter Brady for some reason, and I'll stop myself and try again. It's a start, though, right? I'm setting goals for myself because for the first time, I'm just fucking hanging it out there. Take care.